Hello and welcome to Motorsport Week's The Support Series, the show where we talk about what is happening on the racetrack in the top junior single-seater series before any of the drivers make the leap up the ladder to Formula 1. Tom Kench, our host, with Michael Gillespie, Joe Ellis and Jenny Craig. We look back on everything that has happened in the FIA Formula 3 Championship of 2021. Dennis Hauger stepped up this year and became the eventual champion. 12 different drivers stood on the top step this season, so we look at who will end up where for next year. Hello Joe, hello Michael, hello Jenny, how are we? The third season of the new era of FIA Formula 3 has come to an end and it's been quite some year with there being so many different race winners. We had a, a different format as well for the championship and an eventual champion that is the Norwegian Dennis Hauger. Joe, you've been following Formula 3 a lot of this year. How have you found it in comparison to the previous two? Uh, well, you look at the, the guy at the top of the standings, is once again Prima's leading man that takes home the, the title. I think that was perhaps the only predictable part of the entire season. Uh, I think the grid itself was perhaps one of the strongest and closest, certainly in terms of qualifying, because you had one slight mess up on your best qualifying lap and you found yourself well down the order, as majority of drivers did throughout the year. It was a, a great year of action uh, and it shouldn't really come as a surprise anymore. Mm -hmm. Michael, we've seen many new names coming into the, F1, uh, the F3 grid over the course of the year. You know, they went to seven different locations. We had 20 races in all. We did have the cancellation of one of the races in Sochi due to the weather. But, you know, t 12 different drivers stood on the top step and that's a really good sign for the series going forward. Yeah, very much so. And I think the could be a change of the course i mean prima may have won the driver's championship but they didn't win the team's championship that went to trident i believe it was really it was really the season that the the premier domination seemed to have stopped really i mean they've still won races they were still one of the best teams out there but uh there were more teams uh, towards the front, like ART and Trident and Shrews as well, were probably the surprise factors. They did have experienced hands in Fittipaldi and Sargent in their team as well, and that paid off for them. They got their first win at Sochi this year, and uh, they were very much an underdog team, but came but, one, but when they got their drivers sorted afterwards, they, they managed to, those drivers managed to get that car towards the front. Very impressive. Jenny, Michael mentioned about Trident um, clinching the team's championship by the noses of uh, Prima. I mean, Prima didn't have it all their own way this year. I mean, they, they did so at times, but not quite enough so to retain the team's championship in 2021. No, and I think driver lineup's been a big part of that as well. I think Trident, most of their drivers, well, all of their drivers have been very consistent and Nova Lack and Dewan have been on the podium pretty much. They seem to always have been on the podium this year, and I think that's something that all three of the Prima drivers haven't managed. Mm -hmm. So in terms of who won the championship in the end, it was Dennis Hauger, the, the driver from Norway, who won four times in 2021 in FIA Formula 3. It is, in fact, his second season in the series. He raced for High Tech last year, and this year he raced for Prima. But he's won the championship by a total of 26 points over Jack Dewan, Then it was Clement Novelak in third for Trident, so two Trident drivers finishing in the top three in the driver's standings. Greg Vesti in fourth for ART in 138, then it's Victor Martin, the highest of the rookies in fifth on 131. Alex Smolliar sixth on 107, it's Logan Sargent in seventh on 102. Ollie Caldwell's eighth on 93, he tied with Kyle Collette, but with more wins, Caldwell took that position. Arthur Leclerc in his first season in FIA Formula 3, the championship itself, he only managed 10th. David Schumacher was 11th for Trident with 55 and it's Yuma Iwasa in 12th on 52. Jack Crawford was 13th on 45. He had a, quite a good season actually did Crawford. Matteo Nanini was 14th for HWA on 44 and it's Lorenzo Colombo in 15th for Campos on 32. Then it's Roman Stanek in 16th for 29. Then it's Enzo Fittipaldi who missed the last three rounds as he was um, being promoted to F2. He was 17 with 25. Johnny Edgar was 18 with 23. And it's Caelan Williams in 19 with 15. Jonathan Hoggard, who missed the opening round in Spain, came in in place of what was uh, Pierre-Louis Chauvet within that team. 
He ended up for, uh, 20 with 14 points. It's Juan Correa in 21st with 11. And Caelan Frederick, the last of those with points, with just two that came at the Red Bull ring. Omori Cordiel, Ida Cohen, Oliver Rasmussen, Tymon Vanderhelm, Jake Hughes, Richard Degueras, Rafael Villagomez, Pierre-Louis Chauffe, Philip Ogran, Laszlo Tove, Hansigini, Sveden Shavanek, and Ayrton Simmons failed to score a point this year. In the team's championship, Trident won out in the end by only four points from Prima, 381 over 377. ART were third again this year on 256, as MP up to fourth on 224. Then Sharus, who sneaked ahead of high tech into fifth on 127, up five positions from last year's ch uh, championship standings. Hightech sixth on 126, so just a point behind them. HOA was seventh on 44, all of those points coming courtesy of Matteo Nanini. Campos were eighth with 32, Jensen in ninth with 29, and Carlin at the bottom with 25 points. So all 10 teams scoring at least 25 points, which is good to see. Um, Joe, we mentioned about Chiroux, actually, up five positions in the team standings from last year. They didn't have as good of a lineup then. But this year, they seem to have got it right with the driver line that they had. And um, with Logan Sargent's consistency, particularly in the second half of the season, was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and it's largely thanks to Logan Sargent's 102 points, I believe he got, uh, that has got them that far up the table. Because it was only days before the start of the season. It was only Reshad Degueros that was in a seat there. There was two open seats. And I think it was a bit of desperation from both sides that got uh, Sergeant and Enzo Fittipaldi into the into the car and it worked tremendously. You know, third season for Sergeant, he knows the car inside out by now, uh, a title contender last year and you expected he would do well, but he's really dragged that Sharif's car, which is not one of the favoured on the grid to results. It probably isn't warranted in comparison to some of the other teams on the grid and it's all credit to the American. Michael, this... So many drivers that have um, performed well this year. I mean, others like didn't quite do so. But when you look at the teams like of Scott's um, at least 25 points, I think the, I'm trying to remember how many points the lowest team got. I think it was Chiroux that got five points only over the course of last year. But this year, the teams seem to have got closer, but that was obviously contributed by the new format. Yeah, certainly with the new format. I mean, you had two reverse grids and uh, the format itself has now been dropped for next year. So this has just been a one-off for the new format. Uh, and uh, uh, might not be the same next year, but obviously when it comes to everyone's taking their opportunity by the scruff of the neck to get points. And obviously uh, good performances almost all round for this year. And it's a huge rookie contingent this year with... Uh, I predict the standout likes of Martin and Collette, the two Alpine junior drivers, and Jack Crawford as well. Really impressive and in his rookie season, at least. I mean, he had, I think he's had like one or two podiums this year, and um, and he could be one to watch next year. We'll see. And uh... Jenny, this format we've had so far this year that saw the top 12 in qualifying be reversed for race one and then the top 12 uh, from the race one result being reversed from race two. And then, of course, we had the feature race, even though the distance for the races are the same as each other, just with more points on offer because of the uh, qualifying grid. How we found the format for Formula 3 this year? Because obviously we saw a lot of racing that's happened over the course of the year. But obviously we now know that it from next year, it's still going to go back to a two-race weekend format, but with the less points being awarded for the first race and the bigger points being awarded for the second um, I've enjoyed it this year. I quite like how many, well, how different it was. And I think it was nice to try something new, but there was obviously a few problems with it. So it's good to go back, but I think to try it was a good idea. And I think it gave teams like Jenza, Carlin and Sharuz, like we've said, the opportunity to score a bit more. So I think it's been good in that sense to maybe try and get the field a bit closer, but it'll be nice to go back to how it was. I'm sure because we'll be going to you know more venues obviously I mean we've only gone to seven venues this year Barcelona, Polycar, Rebel Ring, Hungara Ring, Spa, Zandvoort and Sochi. Joe with the format that's going to be coming back in I mean obviously influenced by the format of this year where the bigger points have been just out in the final race of the weekend rather than what it was in 2020. 
you know, with Formula 3, potentially maybe nine venues next year. I mean, next year should still be a very exciting championship, but that's nothing to take away from what we've seen and what we've learned from this. No, I think this year the, they decided to try something and I don't blame them. I think ideally they would like three races on a weekend and because it does slightly cut down on costs, you're having to travel to less places. But the thing is with this year, the, the first race was often a little bit tame because everyone knew that it contributed to your grid position for the next race. Next year, with the reverse grid coming first and then the uh, actual race coming after, neither race result will determine your grid position. So I think we'll see a lot more in terms of wheel-to-wheel action uh, and perhaps incidents as well because drivers will be less wary of just taking a result because they need to get a good grid position. Michael, are you a fan of this sort of format that's coming back in? Obviously, the race distance is still going to be the same as the as both, but just the one with the less points being awarded being staged first, and then the bigger points being staged in the second one. I suppose um, having the main race likely, you know, have the bigger audience with the with the pre Grand Prix race, you know, be interesting. But uh, there's still some. It's an obviously advantage having. Uh, the reverse having the grid set for both races before and never used to be like that you know like you had like the main race and then the reverse grid race from the from the race order so if you retired in race one you'd have you'd, it would compromise your second race where this time it, it wouldn't have that like for instance if you retire from the first race but you qualified on pole you still have that grid position, whatever happens, unless unless the car is too badly damaged and couldn't work couldn't work on it overnight. But uh, it's not like in world touring cars where you could where there's like ten minutes between races. You got like the whole evening to work on the car. So, oh, so that there's an advantage there definitely, and uh, we'll have to wait and see how effective it is. Dennis Hauger, Jenny. This year, he's taken another giant step forward. Remember, he's already won the Italian Formula 4 Championship in his career. How does the Formula 3 Championship achievement compare to that? And how important is it of a rise for him up the ladder? Because as we well know, getting up to Formula 1 is as difficult as what it is right now. But for him with his CV, to get that on his CV is a phenomenal, phenomenal um, title to have. Yeah, I agree. And I think the way that he did it as well this year, is he's never really been challenged. So I think that says a lot about how consistent and how amazing he's been this year. And Red Bull have obviously noticed that and they've said he's going to F2 next year. So it's it, the F3 championship would have helped him a lot with that. So, mm-hmm. Michael, along with Dennis Hauger, Jack Dewing, has been one of the drivers of the season, most certainly. Because if you remember last year when he was at HWA, he didn't score a point, even though he deserved some points. This year, with the move up to Trident, he has shown what he really, really is made of. Perhaps a little bit of a taste of what his father achieved back in his uh, in his uh, superbike days in Australia. Well, certainly. Uh, obviously, when you come into a new category, the first target is to learn, you know, it's like, uh, I think, um, Ro- Valentino Rossi, man, I read his autobiography and he kind of mastered that, you know, terms, learn the first year, win the second year, challenge the second year. That's really the method of most drivers when it, when it goes, when it's coming up the ladder, mostly, unless you can ace it right away, like a few drivers, Charles Leclerc to name a, Charles Leclerc, Lando Norris to name a few, but, uh, but uh, most people would probably take two years to master the category. Like Mick Schumacher did exactly the same thing as well. But uh, obviously, obviously very impressive from Jack doing. He did what he needed to do. And uh, you might disagree with Jenny's comment of, uh, of Dennis Hauger not being challenged. He might disagree with that. He was pretty close to challenging himself from time to time. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would argue Jenny's point actually because Hauger hasn't hasn't had it all his own way. I mean, the worst weekend for him this year has has to be Spa because he didn't qualify very well. He is outside the top twelve for qualifying, which pretty much compromised 
this whole weekend and the fact that we had the wet weather as well didn't really help because it's it's more difficult to overtake in Formula 3 in the wet than it is in the dry. So to say that Hauger hasn't been challenged enough, I think is a bit of a is a bit of an un understatement, if that's the right word, because I think he has been challenged all the way as Hauger. You know, he's had to really fight his way through the field and his racecraft is why he's won the championship. He was able to get past cars in every race possible, even though not to win all the time. You don't need to win all the time. You just need to be consistent. And he did that. And I think another malady he had earlier on in the year was in Spain when he came together with Matteo Nanini. So it's, it's pretty much, you know, Hauger's year has to be said and no one can deprive him. Um, and we can all wish him the best of luck. Joe, out of all the drivers in Formula 3 this year with where they finished, who do you see graduating up to F2? Well, we already know Dennis Hauger is the uh, premier of explicitly said that, and so of Red Bull. But I think it's not a case of how well you've done in Formula Three; it's what seats are available in Formula Two, because there's very few available in F1 as well, which is where a lot of those drivers want to progress to. So I think we're coming up to a point now where we could see a bit of a, a blockade in the junior formula, and some drivers just won't be able to. Uh, to move up the, the classes. I think Mercedes will probably find somewhere for Frederick Vesti in Formula 2 after two fairly decent seasons in Formula 3 in Premier and ART. Uh, and I wonder if Alpine might try and force Victor Martins up to Formula 2, if they can find a seat somewhere for him. I know he only finished fifth this season, but he was still the best rookie and by some considerable margin. Uh, but I can honestly only see maybe four or five moving up because those in Formula 2, I don't see relinquishing their seats anytime soon. Mm. I mean, let's start with Prima then, because they... Well, in fact, no, because Trident won the championship, didn't they? So we'll start with Trident first um, for, for F3 next year. So it's very, it's very difficult, isn't it? But I think if you want continuity, you'd think that... Doing a novel are going to move on, given where they finished in the standings. So, is Schumacher a potential option to remain in that seat, Michael? I think chances are. Who knows? But uh, he's Schumacher also won a race this year as well. So, but as we've seen earlier this year with Deledo moving up to F two, anyone could move up to F two these days as long as they got like uh, you know the the uh, let's just say uh, representatives for them, but uh, I think with Trident, it could be a complete clear out perhaps, and uh, they could bring in young drivers. I think I put down maybe Gabriel Mini, Leonardo Fonaroli, and Louis Foster for them, but uh, as you know, but obviously, I think the two challengers, Novelak and and will probably move on. Schumacher could stay in in a free, or he could move on to another team. Who knows? But uh, we'll see. Yeah. We? Jenny, have you thought about who Trident could have in their F three lineup for next year? Because for a team that's just won the championship next year, uh, this year, you'd think that they're going to go for a decent lineup for the next one. Bearing in mind they don't have teams. Well. They don't run in like other series apart from F2 and F3, so it's kind of more difficult for them to poach or inherit drivers from teams that race in the lower categories. Um, I think it'd be a good idea if they looked at drivers that have raced in F3 this year but maybe haven't quite had the car to challenge. Like Columbo's done very well for a Campos this year. I think it'd be a good idea to get him in one of those teams that are higher up. And maybe people like Colette and Crawford. I think that'd be a good lineup. So I would say if I was to choose, I'd keep Schumacher in there just for the sake of continuity. I think Colombo deserves a chance in a better team than where he's at at Campos. So we'll put Colombo in there. So Schumacher, Colombo, I'd be tempted to say, let's go Jack Crawford. Yeah, because I just think that he may well be wanting to be in a in a car. I mean, last year, Clement Novelet was in a car in and didn't do as well as, um, as well as he wanted to do. He did a fairly decent season, to be fair, but in a trident, he was a lot better. So let's throw Jack Crawford in there. That's my point. On to Prima, 
Now we know Hauger's not going to be there because he's won the championship. Question marks over Leclerc and Caldwell, Joe. Um, who do you put in there? Well, I don't think you put any of either Caldwell or Leclerc in there because they simply haven't done a good enough job with the car they had underneath them, uh, I believe. Uh, I, to be honest, I think Jack Crawford will go to Bremer over Trident because I think Trident might look at the fact that they took Jack Dewin from HWA, who hadn't scored a point in the previous season, and he went on to have a really good year this year. So you got Oliver Rasmussen and Rafael Villa-Gomez are in that exact same position, whether they might just take a gamble with one of those. So I think we'll see Jack Crawford go to Bremer and maybe Johnny Edgar as well. Of course, they had a, a big battle in ADACF for last year. I think perhaps reuniting them at Bremer could be an option. Um, and then maybe Kyle Collette, you know, it's, I think Bremer and Trident are going to be fighting over the same drivers and it's all down to who can put together the best package for, for each team. So I I think Collette, Crawford and Edgar will be Premier's lineup. Okay. Michael, who are you putting in the Premier lineup? I actually had Edgar and Crawford at Premier myself, interestingly. But I think the third driver will be either Caldwell or Leclerc. For I think Leclerc has better potential in terms of his representation to move up to F2 than Caldwell. So I think in terms of continuity, I'd probably put Caldwell because I think in some ways he's been the weakest of the three Prima drivers this year. And uh, But uh, I'm going to say Caldwell with that third one. Okay. Um, Jenny, who is in your predicted Prima lineup? Um, I can see Leclerc staying. Um, I'd like to see Petakoff go to F3 because I feel like he never really, he went to F2 and he never really got a chance to prove himself there. It was a bit too quick, but he's very talented and obviously won the Formula Regional with Prima. So I'd like to see him go there and maybe Edgar, like everyone else has said. Okay. Um, I This is what I think. I think they should keep Leclerc, sign Gianluca Petakoff, and ooh, who do they go for? I think they're probably going to have to take Gamble and take on Oliver Rasmussen. So it's your Formula Regional lineup of last year. And um, yeah, so that's what I think. So if Prima want to do well next year, I think they, that's the lineup they need to be going for. So Prima is locked in there for me anyway, and for the others as well. ART, right. So this year they had Vesti, Smolia, and Correa. Um, it's difficult to say with. Correa at the moment because we don't know where he's going to end up it could well be F3 again although I think he needs to move on elsewhere quite frankly Joe who who's in your lineup for that uh, well again I think it's going to be a full-on clear out because I think I think Vesti will want to move up Small Yard's now done two seasons I think he will want to move somewhere else now as well uh, and Correa I don't see staying within the support series paddock. So I think you're looking at oh, perhaps a Yumu Iwasa might move across from high tech. He had a decent year. I think give him a slightly better car. He could be one that really challenges. If you're going to bring a rookie in, there's one very standout rookie in former regional at the moment in Gregor Saucy that will most likely get a promotion. Uh, so I think ART might keep him in that stable. Uh, and someone who only did part of the season, I think, they may be tempted to take a punt with Jonathan Hoggard as well. He's had a couple of really standout performances, not quite had the race pace perhaps that he needs to after some good qualifyings, but I think he's shown potential in the Genza. Yeah. Michael, who do you reckon for ART? Joe's made a good point actually with Saucy, who's dominated the um, Formula Regional European Championship and he still is. Uh, another name you could throw in there is Gabriella Mini, his teammate. Yeah, certainly for sure. I put him down for Trident, of course, like I said earlier. But Small Yard and uh, Correa could stay. I mean, uh, and I agree with Saucy, but I'm going to say maybe Isaac Hadjar as well for a seat at, at ART. I mean, it's a case of who knows. I mean, uh, you could. it's just a case of throwing a name out there and see what fits, really. But uh, we'll see. But um, it's just all speculation at the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. Jenny, who do you reckon for ART? 
I think Scorsese definitely should be one of them that they're considering since he's he's going to win the um, Formula Regional Championship. And then I think um, I think Mini as well, he's doing a really good job. And I think he was one of the standout ones from F4 last year as well. And then I can't I can't think of anyone that would even that would fit for the third seat. And probably someone again that's been in this year, like Hoggard, like everyone else has said, because I think he he has done a really good job to qualify third in Agenza was really really great in Sochi. Yeah, that was a, it was a phenomenal effort from Hoggard. I think arguably for me, he was one of the drivers of the season, given the the, um, the state of the uh, the Genza car, which is not the most competitive package. So I think Hoggard deserves to be in a better car than what he has been this year. So in terms of my lineup, I'm going to go for Gregor Saucy, Gabriel Mini, because I've not put him in there yet. Um, and the other one, I think I'm going to put, I'm just going to go for Hoggard, just as a safe, uh, just so I've got a name in there anyway. So that's ART done. We go on to MP Most Sports, an interesting one. Um, you've got, you had Victor Martin, Kai Collette and Simon van der Hel racing for the team this year. Joe, do any of them stay around? Um, I don't think the two Alpine juniors do. I think they're going to move on to either Formula 2 or a better team in Formula 3. But I think I do see van der Helm sticking around as some patriotic Dutch driver in a Dutch team things. And I think you'll see him joined by Colo Pinto from Formula uh, Regional. He's... He had a really tough start to the to the season, four uh, non-scoring weekends in a row. But since then, he's been probably the standout driver in the last couple of rounds. He's scored two, three victories on the road. One was taken away from him and a second place. So I see him moving up. Um, and I think perhaps they will take a gamble on someone like Zane Maloney as well, who's not really got a connection to any team in Formula 3 or even Formula 1. But I think he's got a very big fan base and that will be something that MP will be looking at, potentially a, a money-making uh, driver and someone who's also going to bring them a lot of results on track. Yeah, perhaps the next Dutch star in Formula 1, perhaps in the future in four or five years' time, who knows? Uh, Michael, who do you think for MP Motorsport, who have been one of the most improved teams this year? They've done very, very well. Having said that, Van der Helm did not score a point from this year. He has been unlucky at times, but when you compare that with how Collet and Martin done, it's going to be quite hard for them to find the next talent. Having said that, you've got the driver who... One at the weekend, the Spanish Formula Ford Championship, Dylan Van Toff. Or Delano Van Toff, I should say. Yeah, but I think Van Toff will probably go to Freca next year, eh, given his potential. But we'll see. But you could you could see him in F3, we'll see. But uh, I think I agree with Carla Pinto, but uh, I think this is more of a... I just put some names out there. We could have Kaz Havercourt, who's a Dutchman himself, uh, Hasn't really had the best Freca season this year, but uh, I mean, he's probably the next Dutch hope in terms of up there at the moment, along with Van Toff. He could be in it. And, and uh, go, I went for Nazim Asman of Malaysia, who's, who's one of the contenders in GB3. And the GB3 champion kept, or British F4, F3 champion, as it was before this year, does generally move into this F3 championship. So I'm going to say maybe Nazim Azman, who will probably win GB3 this year, or one of the other drivers that won that will move to MP. Or they could move to Carlin, because Carlin is very associated with GB3. Jenny, MP Motorsport, one of the friendliest teams in the support paddock out there. Who do you put in the F3 lineup? Obviously, Franco Colapinto is a very, very good shout. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that one. And maybe had Jar, if they wanted continuity, maybe like you said, Van der Helm's had some bad luck. Maybe they might want to see if he can do any better because he's still very young as well. I think he was one of the youngest on the grid. So they might want to keep him on just for, like you said, a little bit of continuity. Okay. So my lineup for the F3 grid, I'm going to go for Colapinso, Hadjar and Van der Helm. They are my three going in there. So from MP Motorsport, we go to Cherouz. Now, this is a very interesting one because they've had quite a, a bit of a, a bit of musical chairs in their lineup over the course of 2021. Joe, I don't suppose is going to be back in there or, um, or Sergeant. And I don't know about Shevenek or Simmons or 
um, Hunter Yini, who did a couple of rounds for them in sparring Zanvot. Who's your money on for those three seats? It really could be anyone, couldn't it? Really could. It was it was a bit of a, a lottery on who was going to turn up in those cars this year. I think it wouldn't surprise me if it's the same again next year, but I think we might see a return of Michael Belloff in that team. He obviously did a lot of pre-season testing this year, but didn't get a race seat. Uh, he's gone into Formula Regional in a in an unfancied team and done very well. So I think we'll see him return. I think they will have been impressed with what Hunter Yaney managed as well, given the, the little amount of time he had in the car. I think he was fairly quick. Uh, obviously not as quick as Logan Sargent is countryman, but you can't expect that when Sargent's got two and a half years of F3 experience over him. So I think they might take a punt on on him and maybe Ayrton Simmons as well. Uh, obviously came in for the last round. Uh, he's done two years of GB3 now. He needs to move up. Uh, and if he can get the, the budget together, I, I think we'll see him in that third car. Michael, Sharoos. One of the most improved teams this year. Um, it's going to be hard to replicate that next year because I doubt that Sergeant or Fittipaldi are going to be around. Yeah, it's, uh, I think I, I agree with Belloff very much, who's won a race in, in, in Formula Regional this year. But uh, I went to possibly went with Rashid Nagira, who seems to have plenty of... Uh, money behind him i imagine i think because he seems to because he's been doing double duty this year in euro formula open and uh and this category as well and and i'm gonna throw like patrick pasma in there because i think he did well in asian f3 this year probably probably underrated drivers i know it's uh they only raced in two circuits but uh he was probably the most impressive out of drivers who were racing something less powerful than the f3 car and uh, so I'm going to say Patrick Pasma as well. Okay. Jenny, who do you reckon for the Sharoos seats? There's plenty to choose from, to be quite honest. Um, I'd agree with Belov, and I'd agree with um, Chauvin. I'd keep Chauvinek on because I think he's done a decent job for the amount of time that he's had. And then I'd want to see Chauvet back in F3 because he's got plenty of talent. And if he can get the funding, then... I think Sharuz would be a good place for him. It's, it's, a, it's a very tough one, is this one? Um, because they may end up in F3, but maybe not in the team of which we're predicting at the moment. So in F3, I, for um, Sharuz, sorry, I think Edson Simmons deserves another go. I think there's, there's, a, there's a bundle of talent in there in him. And I, I think he needs to get out of that sort of GB3 or uh, the British F3 sort of part and get into the sort of Formula One support paddock now and get some experience or get a season's worth um, with one of the teams and Shrews could be the place for him or, or another team. Um, the other two seats, I think Hunter Uni deserves another go. You know, should he get the sponsorship sorted out and providing nothing else clashes um, with his schedule for 2022, he'll be in. And the last seat, I don't see Rashid Degueras coming back. I don't, I think the series is probably too much for him. So it could be a new rookie, um, but if not, then Shumnek is probably a safe option because he obviously brings in money. Um, the the guy from um, from Portugal. But I know he's raced in the Euro Formula Open, so he's definitely got some F3 experience other than just F3 in general. Um, so high tech, um, they've dropped down a couple of positions this year. Um, but who stays in that? Now, I think obviously Pierre-Louis Chauffet wouldn't be a bad shout. Um, but you've also got Michael Belloff in there, who I didn't put in for the Sharoos seats, um, but could put him in there. Joe, who do you reckon for high tech? Uh, there's a lot of options that they've got. Uh, I think Chauvet is probably one they will look at bringing back because he obviously he did come in and replace Max Futrell last year uh, for a few rounds, and he did he did okay, but he didn't sort of light the world on fire like he did in Asian F3 uh, over the winter. So I think they'll give him a second chance. Uh, but I think after that, you're looking at a couple of rookies and it could well be Louis Foster, who's going well in, in Euro Formula, uh, and maybe another Britain, Alex Quinn, who's had two years in Formula Regional with Arden and been the lead driver of that team uh, throughout his time there. So I think he deserves a chance to move up to Formula 3, whether it's with high tech or maybe with Carlin or or Genza or another team further down, I don't know, but I think that will be my third driver. Yeah, Michael, um, high tech, um, who have a habit of signing Red Bull junior drivers, 
does at least one get in there for you? I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, but that was really only the only they did that in F three this year. But I think I think one of their drivers. I think the name to put in there would be Roman Stanek. I think uh, I think he drove for the team this year and uh, got them to two podiums. I think one of them in Spa. Can't remember where the other one is. So I think. He should be probably their lead driver there. And I think I'm going to throw two rookies out there. Hadrian David from from Freca and uh, Tim Tramnitz, who won two races last weekend at ADAC F4, who's really uh, probably doing well in the next big thing, really challenging, the nearest challenger to Oliver Behrman in that category at the moment. Mm-hmm. Jenny, um, Michael mentioned... Uh, Hadrian David, a truly phenomenal talent uh, from what we've seen with him in the um, Formula Regional. Does he get in there for you? I think he's definitely got a chance in there. And then I can see them keeping either Iwasa or uh, Stanek because I think they've done a great job. And when teams tend, when drivers tend to stay with teams in lower categories, they tend to do quite well. So I think it could be a good idea for both sides. Mm-hmm. So my lineup for the high-tech squad. I think Hadjun David deserves to go, and I think Zane Maloney, we haven't mentioned him yet, so I think he could be in there in a, in a fairly decent car in the high-tech. And the other seats, it could be Roman Stunnick, or it could be a Yuma Iwaza again. I'm going to go with Yuma Iwaza because I think high-tech will want to keep a Red Bull Junior in there. So that's my predicted lineup within that team. From high-tech to, I believe, it's HWA. Yes. So HWA is an interesting one there. Uh, <laughs> it could be anyone. I don't suppose Matei Nanini stays um, in another year in F3, um, Joe. I mean, he's still young, but I think he's probably now ready for F2. Yeah, I, I think he'll be going up. He'll stay with the HWA team up to, to Formula 2. He, you forget, right at the start of the season in Bahrain, he actually scored points for HWA in Formula 2 before he had to... Uh, sort of abandon his his season and focus just on Formula Three. So I'm sure he'll move up. Uh, I think Rafael Villagomez probably will stay uh, for another year. I think Rasmussen will move up, as we've already mentioned. So then they've got the pick of whoever they like, really, from any other series. And I think Paul Aron as a Mercedes junior, I believe. Obviously, H2A have got a link with Mercedes. I think he will fill one of those seats for sure. Um, and I think they may look at someone like Chembalak Bassi, who's come into the Euro Formula Championship halfway through and has had really good results. Uh, you know, he's finished every race in the top five, bar the odd one or two here or there. Uh, so if he can get the budget together, I think he would be a very shrewd bit of business with the massive Turkish fan base that he brings. Yeah. Michael, there's another name who already has Formula 3 experience that's just come across in my mind, actually. Cameron Das. Do you remember him from last year? Yeah, I do. I do remember him, and he's dominating Euro Formula Open. But uh, I would probably have to ask the question for himself: Would he want to? Would he want to do F three though again after uh, uh, a year or so out for this category? Or you think? Because I think you know we've seen with Marino Sato and and Yuffie Ye decided to go to GTs after winning the Euro Formula Open instead, or prototypes rather but uh, but uh, I I think I went for Rasmussen in HWA but that's because I haven't put him in anything else yet so, I mean he probably deserves to be the top team for sure but it's got the talent I agree with Paul Aron for Mercedes Junior in HWA but I, I went for a third name out there in William Alitalo I think is the next best uh, finished driver coming up the ranks at the moment certainly there hasn't been many of them but I think at the moment, but I think William Alatal is probably the best bet for Finland there, so I'm putting him in the third one. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few names in there, which Joe and Michael have mentioned there. Jenny, who do you think for HWA in a three? I'd go with Aaron um, Maloney, and I'd keep Billow Gomez. Okay, that's that's not too bad of a lineup. I mean, it could be it could be anyone to be fair. Um, so I think Villa Gomez staying would not be too bad of a choice because I don't think there's going to be a better team for him to join. Um, than HWA in there. So, do you know what? I'm I'm going to go with Via Gomez, Aaron, and 
Patrick Pasma because I've not put him in in, um, in any other seats yet. And plus, Pasma's not linked to any um, Formula One team at the moment, and I think he'll provide some um, sponsorship in there. And plus, Pasma's done a good job in both uh, KRC and um, ART as well because he joined um, ART mid-season. Uh, Campos, um, obviously, it's been quite a sombre year for them um, after the death of their founder, um, Adrian Campos. Um, Joe, we had Lorenzo Colombo win a race for Campos um, this year. I mean, do Amori Cordial or Laszlo Tove stay in there for you? I think Amori Cordial does. I think he brings enough sponsorship into the team. Uh, and he's, his results, I think he's the highest of those that haven't scored a point. So I think he's not far away from breaking that barrier next year. He should be able so to score regular points for Campos and maybe a reverse grid can see him on the podium or even even the top steps. I'm sure he will stay. I think they'll be looking at someone like David Vidalez, who even though he's not had a brilliant season in Formula Regional, uh, I think he's now ready for the step up to Formula 3. Uh, so I can see that happening. And I don't think I've put Hadrian David anywhere yet. So I could see him perhaps going there. It's I'm sure he would want uh, a, a car that's perhaps quicker than that. Uh, but there's so much talent these days in Formula 3 that he might have to settle for a Campos and do something similar to Alex Peroni did and outperform the car, and just like Logan Sargent has done this year for Chiruz. Yeah. Michael, David Adalas, truly brilliant talent. I know, in, I think since the the win he picked up in, uh, at Imola in um, Freca, he hasn't quite been the same driver, but he did very well last time out um, in Valencia. Does Adalas get the opportunity at Campos? I put him down for Campos, in fact, yeah. And I think I think Lorenzo Colombo, I haven't put him down for anything else. He could stay at Campos. Campos are a decent team, and uh, given the right opportunities, they can deliver. And uh, I think the third one is Pierre-Louis Chauvet, and I think... Uh, but there are some... There are obviously some talent out there that they could go for, certainly, and, uh, and uh, we'll just have to... I think we'll just have to wait and see, really, but... Uh, Lazel Toff could say, I mean, he must be bringing along some money as well, or or he could do what Deleta did and move straight up to F2. Who knows? Jenny, um, Campos, do they keep any of their current drivers? I think if they were going to keep anyone, they'd keep Cordiel because he's done a decent job this year, even though he's not scored any points. He's had the opportunity a few times, but it's just never really worked out. But I think if they were going to keep any of them, I think Colombo is going to be moving a little bit further up, but I think if any of them have stayed, it'd be cordial. Mm -hmm. So at Campos, um, I think it's going to be Vidales going in there. Cordial, I think, will stay, um, but I don't think Tove will stay. Um, I think it's going to be one of those coming up from Freca. So it could end up being... Ooh, who could it end up being? Just that's a, that's a very, very, very good question, isn't it? Let's go for... I haven't put William Alatala in, in any of the cars yet, so I'll put him in there just for the sake of filling him. So that's uh, Campos for you. Going on to Genza now. <laughs> um, this is a tricky one, isn't it? Um, but I suppose, you know, with the teams that they have in um, in, F in Italian F4 as well, Joe, do you, what about those from Italian F4? Do you, any of them warrant the right to be in the Genza cars? Because I don't think they've got a, a team in Freca, do they? They don't, but it's... A very big step up to go from Italian F4 to international F3. I think now there's the structure is in place for them to get some experience of quicker machinery before getting onto the main stage. Uh, I think most of those will will move to Formula Regional. And I've actually got Roman Stanek going to to Genza. I haven't put him in a, a team anywhere else, but I don't think his he's been outperformed by two rookies this year, having had a full season last year. Uh, so I don't think he's earns a, a seat any higher up than Genza, really, which may seem harsh, but I just don't I, I don't think Callum Williams will stay for a third year. Uh, he's been around a long time now, it seems. Um, so I think they will be looking at a couple of rookies. Uh, Nazi Masman is one that I can see going there. He's been very consistent all season in Euro Formula. Uh, and the third driver, it's take your pick from Formula Regional, really. Uh, Patrick Pasma might be the one who we've seen outperform his car on multiple occasions before. So I think Pasma will be my third driver there. Okay. Michael, 
Um, Jenza, I mean, I've, I haven't personally put Bolabasi in there, although he would be, um, be a good shout. But who would fit in at Jenza? Um, I think Kaelin Williams is most likely the current drivers to stay because he has got a podium this year, not forget. I think at Paul Ricard, I think he got his podium. And I've, I went for Philippe Ugran, who had kind of underperformed, but he did have an impressive debut F4 year. And uh, and Genza do tend to go for young drivers, in fact. Uh, they did for Nanini last year, and I think that's the way it goes. The third driver it was, I went for... Enzo Truly, who could either go to F3 or Freca next year. But if he is going to go to F3, it's going to be with Jenza, most likely. And Enzo Truly was impressive in his debut F4 Euro form, uh, uh, Euro, United Arab Emirates category. And he's done well in Euro Formula Open, which I didn't expect him to be at because we thought he was going to be at Spanish F4, but he moved to that category. And he, he's done okay for his first for his first full full season in racing, uh, incredible. Jenny, um, I think this is going to be a tough one to choose one of the gents. It, it could well be rookies, um, do, but do Williams, Ogran, or Hoggard? She say, although Hoggard, I think we've all, I think some of us agreed that he would be um, in a higher team. Um, but it's going to be very difficult to choose from. I mean, do you put new blood in there? Hmm. I think it would need to because I can't see William staying for a third year. And like you said, Hoggard's going to move up. If any of them were going to stay, it'd be you, Graham. Yeah. Yep. Um, so my lineup for Jensa then, I would probably say, I think if you're going to go for continuity, I think probably Ogrand, although he hasn't shone this year in any way. Of like, We've hardly seen any of them um, during the course of the year, if I'm honest. So... Um, the other two seats, I agree with Enzo Trulli. I think some experience in F3 would do some good for him. And the other seat will be filled by... Let's go... Did I I think... Did I say Pierre-Louis Chauvet for one of the seats earlier on? I can't remember if I did. But I'll, um, I'll put him in there, just, um, you know, just as, uh, just as so it fills in the, um, the team. But if, if I've already filled him in, then let's just say, you know, Tim, uh, Tim Trumnitz. So I'll just say that for, for Jensa. Last but not least, Carlin. Now, Carlin, who have struggled this... I mean, to be fair, we say they've struggled, they've picked up 25 points, but they've had drivers like Johnny Edgar. Um, who else have they had in their team this year? Just trying to remember off the top of my head. So you had Johnny Edgar in there. You had Caelan Frederick. He missed, uh, well, he missed um, a, a round or two, didn't he? He missed a couple. And the other driver who was in that car, in the Carlin, that would have been Ida Cohen, who once again has struggled this season. So, Joe, what do you reckon for Carlin? Well, I mean, yeah, the, the 25 points they've scored this season... 23 of them came from Johnny Edgar and that was in the first three rounds of the the season uh, so since they've not really not performed since then but I do see Caelan Frederick sticking around for another year because I think he's he's shown improvements even though he's not managed to get the points on the board it's a very competitive category we can't forget that so I think they'll persevere with him for another year and the one that might raise some eyebrows is I've got David Schumacher in that team as well because I believe he's really underperformed for Trident this year so I, I see him going back to Carlin where he was for half a year last year uh, and I imagine the third seat will be filled by Zach O'Sullivan who is one point away from winning the GB3 championship as we record. That's not a bad choice to be fair. Michael, um, Carlin even though they finished bottom of the team standings they still picked up some good points. Um, who goes in there for you? Uh, I went with initially Johnny uh, Jonathan Hoggart initially and Zane Maloney in this one, but I think the third pick is actually going to be Oliver Behrman. He has been incredible in an F4 car this year, whether it's in and in GB3 as well, whether it's in Britain, Italy, or Germany. He has been up there in incre in incredible performances, and I think 
if he's going to move into F three, it's going to be with Carlin. But <laughs> yeah, you can edit this out. But I think there's a dog in Joe's background that seems to disagree with his picks. <laughs> it didn't interrupt it too much. We're coming towards the end of the show anyway. Uh, Jenny, who is your picks for Carlin? Who are you going for? I've put down Cohen because I think I, I watched I watched this season this year and I I couldn't believe how unlucky he was pretty much every race. So I think he deserves another chance because he's got quite a bit of talent. Um, and then I think Frederick could stay. He was unlucky as well. with he had, there's, he had an injury and then he had COVID straight after. So he was really, really unlucky with the rounds he missed. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think, some, I think maybe anyone that's been in this year, but from a different team, I think could fit quite, in, quite well with Carlin. So my view is this. So I think Caelan Frederick will stay. Um, Ollie Beerman, I think, will make the step up to F3 from Italian F4 because he's been absolutely fantastic this year um, in that series. And, of course, in the other series, he's been competing in, in Britain and Germany, as um, Michael's just mentioned. The other seats, could I put Caldwell in there? It sounds harsh, but I think Carlin can do with the experience um, to go with it. So Caldwell's going at Carlin alongside uh, Beerman and frederick so that's my lineup there so for for f3 2022 that's our predicted grids but it could well be different by the time the championship does begin we don't know the calendar yet for f3 as of yet but once it uh, once it has been um announced uh mostspotweek.com will um cover that and share the news as, as to where formula 3 will be racing um next year We'll bring the show to an end, everyone. Thank you to those who have been listening to today's podcast for Formula 3. That's the last episode for this particular championship for this year, but the support series will still be around as next week we'll be reviewing the penultimate round of the Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine at Mugello. Congratulations to Dennis Hauger on his F3 title as we hope to see him and others on the F2 grid in 2022. From Michael, Joe, Jenny and all of us at Motorsport Week, enjoy the racing this weekend. And it's goodbye.